You're listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 25. Let's do this thing. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so they can feel secure about their family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Best in Wealth Podcast. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, you, build real wealth so together, all of us can take family stewardship to the next level. I'm a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it is super awesome to be with all of you Today, I just got back from a field trip with my little daughter, little second grader, Gracie, and it was a fantastic experience. We went downtown Milwaukee with her class and a gazillion other classes from different schools around the greater Milwaukee area and watched a, a play for kids called The Snow, and it was fantastic. The play was good, but the really great part was just having my daughter right next to me with all of her classmates and how proud she was of her dad being there. A couple of years ago, there's no way that I was going to be able to or even thought about taking a day off and spending it with my daughter in her classes as I chaperone a field trip. My head was so stuck into making as much money as I possibly could that I never would have dreamed of taking a morning off and going on her field trip. I know how bad that sounds, but all I can be with you guys is honest, and that's the way it was. But now that my family is at the center, I spend more time and more intentional time with all of them. So today was great. Today we're going to talk about, too, we're going to talk about risk. I know, sounds boring, but hang with me because this could be the most valuable lesson you ever heard about investing. I mean, have you ever done anything risky? I'm not talking investing, just in your life. Of course you have. We take risks every single day. I took a risk when I was driving over the speed limit today. I took a risk last week when I ran a yellow light. Everybody takes a risk when they taste my cooking. The way I talk to my wife is risky. I say that because I love to tell jokes and the risk of opening my mouth and telling a joke when she's in the room is the risk of her rolling her eyes because she doesn't think my joke's funny. My kids, though, they always laugh at my jokes. My wife, well, not all the time. We take risks with our kids. Man, I thought it was risky crossing the street with the seven kids I was responsible for today, downtown Milwaukee, to get to the theater. We expose our kids to all kinds of risks. Having them just go outside and play alone is, can be risky. The list goes on and on. Risk is not a friendly word. That's why today we're going to explore the greater word of risk and then what it really, really means in the investment world. Because once you understand it, you can deal with it and it's not that scary. So hang with me during this episode. 
Before we get to the topic of the day, though, on risk, I do want to let everybody know that the website bestandwealth.com is being worked on, and I certainly identified some glitches last week, and now I'm working through my email list trying to get all the questions answered and the PDFs promised to people. I am working through that list. It's just taking a little bit longer than I thought it would. You know, it seems like life sometimes is a glitch, at least my life. And right now it happens to be in the best and wealth dot com website. I'll tell you what is working though. If you ever want to email me, Scott at bestandwealth.com, that, my friends, is working. When you click on other links, not yet, but you know what? In the next week or certainly by the end of the month, that will be fixed. I'd fix it myself, but I just don't know how to do it. All right, let's get to the topic of the day. All right, as I previously mentioned, we're going to be talking about risk today and what it means in the investment world and how do we measure it and can we even measure it and how risky is your portfolio anyway or your 401k or your IRA because really you need to know. So we're going to work through all of that stuff today. So risk really and it's the standard definition The noun risk is a situation involving exposure to danger. Whoa, that doesn't sound good. And the verb is exposing someone or something valued to danger, harm, or loss. That doesn't sound good either. Let's keep moving on. So example of that is if you ever risked your life to save a dog. I know my sister-in-law jumped in the Milwaukee River one time to go save her dog, and it was really risky. I couldn't believe she did it, but she did. She saved her dog, and it was awesome, but that was risky. One of my real-life examples of risk is when I was in my early 30s, I jumped out of an airplane. I know, completely crazy from 11 or 12,000 feet, especially coming from a guy who's scared of heights. You know, to be honest, the only reason I did it is because I was courting my wife. She, I was so afraid she was going to ask some other dude if I didn't say yes. So I did. And it was just a mind-blowing experience. But when I finally landed on the ground, my thumbs were numb. I'm not talking about numb thumbs for a minute or an hour. I'm talking about a whole month. Seriously, I must have been hanging on so tight to something that I lost circulation or there was just some sort of reaction, mental reaction that happened in my brain because I was so freaked out. I went to the doctor, said, doc, what's up, man? I cannot feel my thumbs. He said, just mellow out. Things might get a little better. And they did about a month later. We're breaking down risk though, and not just talking about me. Risk in finance though, really equals volatility. And volatility is the tendency to fluctuate sharply or irregularly. So when you hear on the news that the markets are volatile, that's what risk means. Risk equals volatility when things fluctuate. You look at the news and the Dow Jones is down 200 points or 500 points or up 300 points. It's a volatile market. There's a lot of 
swings and the market honestly is very volatile on a day-to-day basis so my question to you is do you know how volatile your portfolio is which in other words i could say do you know how risky your portfolio is and the question again coming back at me probably is can we even measure volatility can we do that and the answer to the question is Yes, we can. However, most stockbrokers or folks in the financial world, they don't perform this exercise for us. Look at your IRA statements. Look at your 401k statements and look at your brokerage statements and tell me if you see a volatility percentage on there, a volatility score, because we're going to get to one more term. And I don't want to freak you out about this term because we're going to break it down. People don't love statistics. I took statistics in college and it probably took me about three months to forget everything that I learned until I went back to school post-bachelor's not that long ago, some years ago, and took classes on the fundamentals of investing and so forth, where statistics came right back into the picture. And then I was in a point in my life when I really was soaking everything in. So then statistics was actually a fun topic, but it's not so fun when you're 21 or 22 years old and cannot apply it to anything. Okay. Volatility though. What is it? It's a statistical measure of dispersion of returns for a given security or index. And volatility can be measured by using standard deviation. Standard deviation is something you should have learned in statistics if you took a statistics class. But we're going to break it down, so don't worry if you didn't take the class or if you forgot about it. And don't shut this podcast off either because you need to know what it means in the investment world so you don't have to freak out about risk anymore. So just backing up a little bit, risk equals volatility and volatility equals standard deviation. That's what you need to know. But I need to stop right there for a second because before we can talk about standard deviation, we need to know what it's deviating away from. So there's one more calculation that should be with all of your investment plan and your investment policy statement and everything that was gone through before you actually selected your investments. But guess what? People in the brokerage world and so forth rarely talk about expected return. And what the heck is it? The expected return is the weighted average of the likely profits of the assets in the portfolio weighted by the likely profits of each asset class. Expected return is calculated by using a formula. And I'm not going to get into that formula. The only thing you need to take away from this is that the portfolio that you have right now should have an expected return. For example, the S&P 500 which if you look back all the way dating back to 1926 has, and I'm just rounding here, but has an expected return of 10%. Expected returns are actually drawn from past returns. 
So once you know what the expected return is in your portfolio, now we can go back to standard deviation. So let's just pretend that the expected return in your portfolio right now is 10%. You don't need to know what that formula is. You just need to be working with somebody that understands expected returns and hopefully you are. And now that we have our hypothetical expected return of 10%, now we can go back to standard deviation. It's the other number that you should know. It is something that can absolutely be calculated. It cannot be calculated in your head, and it takes sophisticated software to do it. But if you have the software, which a good financial advisor would, plug in all of your different investments, and out pops two numbers. One, your expected return, and two, your volatility percentage or your standard deviation. And let me tell you, when I was in postgraduate work at Xavier University in Cincinnati and was taking my classes on investments, I had to figure out longhand because on the CFP examination, the Certified Financial Planner examination, which is incidentally a two-day, 10-hour test, most difficult test I've ever taken. But one thing you had to prepare for was how to figure out the standard deviation of two different investments longhand. And that was a very difficult calculation, which had a ton of different subcalculations within it. So when we're talking about having three and four and 10 different mutual funds in a 401k, you cannot figure out the expected return or the standard deviation longhand. The expected return maybe, but the standard deviation, no way. So you need the software. Let's get back to our example. In our example, your expected return is 10%. Let's say, for example, your standard deviation is 8%. Expected return 10%. Standard deviation, 8%. Scott, what the crap do I do with these numbers? Well, let's get back to standard deviation. If you have an expected return of 10% and your standard deviation is 8%, well, one standard deviation away from the expected return looks something like this. If you take your 10% expected return, subtract the 8% standard deviation, 10 minus 8 equals 2, and on the other end, 10 plus 8 equals 18. That means this. For each and every year or each and every outcome, one standard deviation away from your expected return is anywhere between 2% and 18%. And in the world of statistics, 68% of all outcomes of every year, you should expect your returns to fall anywhere between 2% positive and 18%. And the longer you hold that investment, the more outcomes that will come in and the closer you should get to your expected return. Now, expected return is not a guarantee at all. It's just a help in measuring risk. But one standard deviation away from your expected return covers 68% of outcomes. Well, that's, you know, it's over half and stuff. But in the world of statistics, we like to measure two standard deviations away from the expected outcome. And your expected outcome is 10%. 
that's your expected return. So if I take my 10%, subtract 8, I'm at 2%, subtract another 8 to get two standard deviations away, now I'm at negative 6%. And if I do that on the other end, I'm taking my expected return 10 plus 8 to 18 plus 8 more to 26. So now I'm two standard deviations away from my expected outcome, and that is between negative 6% and 26%. And this is what it means. When you're two standard deviations away from an expected outcome, you have a 95% chance to fall within that outcome. So 95% of all outcomes in this particular hypothetical example will land between negative 6% and positive 26%. Said in another way, this total hypothetical portfolio, if 95% of all outcomes fall between negative 6 and positive 26, that means there's only a 5% chance this particular portfolio will fall outside. So it could be a greater loss than 6% or a greater return than 26%. What does all this mean, Scott? If you're looking at your portfolio and you see the different mutual funds and you see that the 10-year returns have been around 10%, you start, you build expectations that each and every year you should have 10% return, maybe more. But that's not the way it works in the world of investing. What you really should be looking at is your expected return and what two standard deviations look like. So if my expected return is 10%, and two standard deviations mean that I fall anywhere between negative 6% and positive 26%, that means that every year when I look at my portfolio, I should not be one single bit surprised if my return is negative 5% for that year, or if it's zero, or if it's plus 22%, or if it's negative 6%, or if it's plus 12%. Because all of these are the range of outcomes that I can expect to happen. It's the hardest thing that investors grasp. Because really, if you think you're going to get a 10% return and you get something less than 10%, you're going to start to think, am I doing something wrong? Do I need to make some trades? Do I need a different investment philosophy? And you're going to flip-flop all over your investments and that's the way you will lead your life and you will end up with less than you should have because you didn't have a disciplined investment strategy because you didn't understand risk you didn't understand standard deviation the only times when i should feel if something is out of whack is if my portfolio lands outside of the negative six to positive 26 anything else i should expect. And again, I'm not saying that if it falls outside of that range of negative six to positive 26 in this hypothetical example, that you should get all bunched up because there might be a, a totally logical and reasonable explanation for it falling outside, i.e. 2008, the Great Recession. That was one of those outcomes that happened a few times a century but again, those who stayed disciplined during that period in time saw the market bounce back because 
actual returns came in the next year at positive a whole bunch and the next year and the next year. Wrapping our head around standard deviation and expected returns are so important. So you don't go into your portfolio, your retirement portfolio with unrealistic expectations. You see, outcomes are totally random from your portfolio. We could end up at the end of 2016 at a positive 20%. Is that likely the way we started out? Probably not. We could end up at a negative 10%, negative 5%. And does that fall within the range of returns that you would expect in your portfolio? The only way that you would know is if you know what your expected return is and what the standard deviation percentage is. When anybody ever comes to my office for a second opinion, those are the two numbers that I'm looking at. The expected return on the portfolio and the standard deviation. Because once I know what those numbers are, then I can start figuring out what is actually going on with this particular person or couple. Because the question always is, what is the required return for this couple coming into my office to accomplish their goals and dreams? Because you should never take more risk than you have to. And the other thing I look at it is, does this risk that you're taking even fit within your emotional risk tolerance and or your risk capacity and or your goals? I use something called modern portfolio theory, which is a whole nother episode to find the best risk-adjusted portfolio that is out there using the diversification methods I've talked about in previous episodes, diversifying across countries and companies and asset classes. Because here's the deal. I could show you two totally different couples could come in and I could figure out the expected return and standard deviation of each. And let's say, let's pretend that each of them had an expected return of 10%. Well, now we look at the standard deviation because the couple who has the lower volatility or standard deviation percentage will end up with more money in the end. The other couple has to, the roller coaster ride goes down too far and it takes longer to get back up. So all things considered, when the expected return is the same, you go with the portfolio with the lower standard deviation because A, You don't have to get as stressed out. And B, you're going to end up with more money. Do not leave money on the table. Remember again, outcomes, my friends, they are random. When I look at 89 years of data, 75% of the time the stock market was up, 25% the stock market was down. And how many times did that return come in at 10% or even plus or minus 2% on that 10%? So between 8% and 12%, only five times every other year it fell outside because the stock market does crazy things for from year to year. But the longer you're in, the closer you'll get to your expected return. If you don't know the expected return in your portfolio, or you don't know what the volatility percentage is, the standard deviation percentage, it is time for you to go seek a second opinion. Seriously. Because when you understand the risk in your portfolio, 
And when you understand what risk in general in the investment world means, you don't have to freak out anymore. Because people who are fearful, well, they end up susceptible to buying investment products they don't even need because these salespeople are out there selling based off of your fear. And furthermore, you won't do anything stupid like sell your investments when you shouldn't. Your emotions will be in control. And I know this was boring probably, but if you stuck with me, you are going to be a more successful investor because knowledge, my friends, in the investment world equals confidence. Confidence in the investment world equals discipline. And a disciplined investor, more often than not, has a successful investing experience. And that's what you want. That's what you need. A successful investing experience. Because then, my friends, you have a greater chance to achieve everything financially and all your goals that you ever wanted to. Now, if you have any questions about anything in this show, please email me, scott at bestandwealth.com. And if you're listening on the podcast, the iTunes podcast app, please make sure you're subscribed to the show. If you're listening on the website, subscribe to the show. And lastly, you know what would be super duper cool? If you wrote me a review, I don't even care if it's a bad review because I want you to be honest, but write me a review. I would really, really appreciate it. Now, I hope everybody has a great, great, great week and I will see you guys on the flip side. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.